Hello, hello, and welcome to The Art of Being You with me, Rachel Wortman. You guys, this podcast is all about learning to be who God created you to be, embracing that person, and ultimately living your best life with Jesus. We've got a lot of great content today, so let's get to it in The Art of Being You. Well, guys, before we jump into today's content, I just have to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of you guys who have been listening to this podcast and jumping in wholeheartedly with me. Oh, it has meant so much to me. I have loved every message, every text, every review, every Facebook share that you guys have tagged me in. I am a words of affirmation girl, so I am feeling the love from you guys so much. I shared in the last episode about how God had put some things on my heart to do and had reminded me that I had not obeyed them, those five things. And this podcast was one of those five. So to see what has come from it has been an incredible blessing. We are about to cross the 400 downloads moment, which is amazing to me. And I just cannot thank you enough. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you're loving it and you have not subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? Just click subscribe on the iTunes podcast app or wherever you're listening from, Google device. And listen, if you do that, the podcast comes automatically to your phone every Tuesday morning before your drive to work or your walk around the neighborhood or whatever you've got going on on Tuesdays. So thank you, thank you. I love you guys so much. All right. Let's dive into what we're talking about today. I want to tell you a little bit about uh, an interview I heard recently. This interview was with James Clear, who is the author of the book Atomic Habits, which I have already shared with you about. But this interview really struck me, and I really felt the Holy Spirit breathing on this and a specific question that he posed that I wanted to pose to you. In this interview, the interviewer was saying to him, so James, tell me about the habits that you're building into your life right now. And James' response blew me away. He said, right now, for me, it's not so much about the specific habits, but I'm asking myself the question, who are you becoming? Who are you becoming? Oh, whoa. I just, it struck me. It it struck me. And I remember thinking, all right, tomorrow I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to journal and I'm going to answer that question. So I did, I wrote in my journal, who am I becoming? And I made a list of things and some were good and some were, what's a positive way to say the opposite of good. (laughs) Just kidding. Some were not good. Some were embarrassing. Some were frustrating. And we'll dive into all of that in a little bit. But last night, I went to go see the Avengers Endgame movie with my husband. Now, hold on. Don't start sweating. There will be no spoilers in this podcast. But I did want to tell you that as I was sitting at the end while the credits were rolling and I was waiting for that one second clip that happens at the very end, if you can even call it a clip, and I was reminding myself of this question, who am I becoming? And I was realizing that all of the characters in the Avengers movies have transformed. They have changed. They have evolved, so to speak. They have become someone different than who they started out being. Every single one of them. When we met Iron Man for the first time in 2008, if you can believe that, he was a completely different person than who he has become in the last two Avengers movies. And so I sat there watching the credits rolling and marveling, sorry for the pun, 
at the amazing journey each of these characters have been on. And I was struck with thinking about my own journey since 2008 and all the things that have happened in my life and how that has caused me to become in some ways someone I like and in some ways someone I'm working on bettering. And I wonder for you, what about you? Who are you becoming? Who are you becoming in the last 11 years? Who are you becoming in the last 11 months? Do you think you can answer that question for yourself? Another question related to that would be, what are the moments that changed you? When I finished writing my list in my journal about who I'm becoming, I realized there was a moment recently that really changed me forever, probably. And that moment was in September of 2017. And I was teaching a class on prayer at my church and I left the building to go home. And I started experiencing some pain in my chest and started having a lot of shortness of breath. By the time I got five minutes home to my house, I was in excruciating pain and was really struggling to breathe. And I thought I was having a heart attack. There was so much pain in my chest that I thought this must be a heart attack. I was 34 at the time. And so I thought logistically, this doesn't seem like that could be it, but here I am experiencing that. And so I called my mom. My mom was a nurse. In fact, she was a pulmonary nurse for part of her career. And so I called her and I said, mom, I'm having all this pain. You know, what should I do? And I expected her to have a very easy solution for me. And she said, put me on the FaceTime. And about 30 seconds later of asking me a barrage of triage questions, she said, you need to go to the ER. I think you're having a pulmonary embolism. I said, mom, it cannot be that. I'm not going to go to the ER and get some huge medical bill for something that is not that big of a deal. And I could see the look in her eye and I could feel in my soul, I should listen to my mom. And I am forever grateful that I did because I'm still alive because of her. I drove my, well, I didn't drive myself. I got in the car with Grant. We drove to the ER after a friend came to watch the kids. And by the time we got to the ER, I was hyperventilating and it was so painful to breathe. It was a really bad scenario. A few tests later, and I was diagnosed, in fact, with what's called bilateral pulmonary embolisms. If you're not familiar with what this is, these are blood clots in your lungs. And the technician reading my scan said, it would appear to me you have something like 100 or more small to medium-sized blood clots in your lungs. That was an incredibly difficult thing to go through. I was hospitalized for a few days while they treated me um, with some blood thinners and whatnot to keep me alive. And again, I'm forever grateful to my mom for forcing me to go to the hospital because most people who die from pulmonary embolisms have a scenario like me and they tried to sleep it off and they just don't wake up. And it's an incredibly sobering thing to experience something like that. Not only was it tremendously impacting to me on a mental level and on a spiritual level, but it was tremendously impacting to me on a physical level. The toll that it took on my lungs was really hard. It was nearly impossible to exercise for quite some time. And the muscle atrophy that I experienced from that time was really hard to recover from. I still have some physical challenges that I'm working through even over a year later, but I'm determined to get back to a really healthy place despite it all. But as I made this list of who I'm becoming, I realized a handful of these things were essentially in direct correlation to that pulmonary embolism scenario that I experienced. And here's the thing. I wasn't okay with it. 
I wasn't okay with looking at my list and the parts of the list that showed me as fragile or weak. Not because I have something to prove, but because I know I'm not. I know I might be physically, but emotionally, spiritually, mentally, I'm not. So how do I make a change now? I don't want to be fragile or weak. I want to be who I really am. I don't want to become someone who's overwhelmed at life. I want to become someone who handles what God has entrusted me with. We all have an image that we're aspiring to be, right? We all have this idea of who we are and who we want to become. And some of us tend to think that time itself will help us do that. As if time has this magical ability to just make things happen for us where we don't have to do anything. But I love you enough to let you know that time does not hold healing properties in and of itself. Time does not hold transformative properties in and of itself. It's what you do with time that causes you to heal or to grow. It's what you do with your time that causes you to develop. If you don't do anything for your personal development, One year from today, you will still be exactly where you are because time itself is not really helping you. It's what you do with the time. I love this quote. Adversity only grows if you let it. Adversity only grows you if you let it. So what are the challenges that you've been through and are they sinking you or are they causing you to grow? There's an interesting phenomenon that the military has picked up on that when you're in high stress or very difficult situations, think like combat scenarios or very traumatic moments, that you don't rise to the challenge. Typically and statistically, we don't rise to the challenge. We actually fall to the level of our training. Let me say that again. When your back is pressed against the wall, when you are in a high pressure situation, you typically will not rise to the challenge. You will fall to the level of your training. I think that applies to life, right? It applies to the difficulties that you go through. It's not just the fact that you experience adversity, that whole Kelly Clarkson song, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It's not the fact that you're just inherently going to be stronger. It's how you wield that circumstance to use it to grow you. So what is your training? How are you being trained? And what is your training saying about what's going to come out of you in a difficult circumstance? For me, going back to this question for myself, who am I becoming? I realized that I had adopted a personality um, perspective, not a personality, but, you know, a perspective that was overwhelmed all the time, that was just barely trying to make it by. And I realized those were the words that I was saying over myself and over my life on a regular basis. Now, don't get me wrong. My life is kind of crazy, but so is yours, right? My life is really full, but so is yours. And in my process with God, he saw fit to entrust us with more, with more responsibilities, more things to do and whatnot. And that means he believes that I can do this. So then the question is, do I believe if I can do this? And if I do, why am I allowing myself to feel overwhelmed or stressed about this life? Here's the God's honest truth. At the end of the day, if I'm overwhelmed with what I have now, I can't be entrusted with more. 
If I'm barely making it by with the little that I have in my hands at the moment, how can I expect God to find me a willing vessel to give more to, right? If we're just calling it apples to apples, I don't want to be someone who's overwhelmed. I want to be someone who rises up and manages well, manages my life well, so that the next challenges that come, the bigger challenges, the harder challenges, I've got more training in me to navigate those as well. So again, it's not time that transforms you. It's what you do with time. I love the verse where Jesus stands at the door and knocks because I think this demonstrates a part of his character we often miss. Sometimes we're prone to think that God is going to break open the door and pull us out of whatever room that we're in. And yet the picture he gives is that he stands at the door and knocks. Your invitation to the Lord is vitally important to how you're going to become who you're supposed to be. It's your willingness to answer that knocking and open the door that changes everything for you. One of my favorite transformation stories in the Bible is is of John, one of the sons of thunder or the sons of Zebedee, maybe in your translation. And, you know, if we're being honest, every person that Jesus interacted with and certainly all of his followers were completely transformed by him, right? Even the rich young ruler, if we were to see his story play out over time, we would see that he was dramatically impacted by that moment with God. I know we would. But I love the story of John, the son of thunder. Now, these two guys, these brothers, they were fiery, zealous. They were the ones who wanted to call down fire. They were the ones who wanted to be at God's right and left hand. You know, these were zealous, zealous guys. And yet John grows to be the writer of 1 John, where he talks about how Love is the most important thing. If you read John in the Bible, in the Gospels, if you read how he was as a disciple, as a young guy around Jesus for the first time, love was not his chief concern. And I love seeing how being with Jesus transformed him. This is a story we could say time and time again. You could just, you know, spin a wheel of all the Bible characters and find a way that Jesus transformed them. But another opportunity for transformation for me that I think about regularly, actually, is Judas. Was Judas set up to be the greatest transformation in the Bible? Was he set up to be an enormous testimony of the power of forgiveness? I kind of think maybe he was. If he had just held out hours later, you know, I think it was like a day later, Jesus resurrected. If he had just held out just a little bit longer, what would his life have been like to realize he wasn't just the betrayer, he was the key the Father used to bring salvation to the world? Judas was becoming someone he wasn't meant to be. He was eroding in his process. He was becoming obsessed with money. He was becoming offended at what the Lord was doing. His heart was not soft to God, and because of that, he missed out on what could have been the greatest testimony of all time. So this question of who are you becoming is actually a really important one, right? It's an important one to face and say, okay, do I like the direction my life is going? It's a different question than what's my goal or who do I want to become? It's what's actually happening today. I want to tell you, you can become who you really are. You can become who God has made you to be. A quote that I'm loving right now, it says this, 
You will always fail at who you're trying to be. You can only succeed at being who you actually are. God knew what he was doing when he created you. He knew what he was doing when he made you uniquely how you are. So if your goal person or who you're becoming is someone other than that, I would encourage you to do what I did and draw a line in the sand and say, no, it might be hard, but I can do this. It might be difficult, but I can make this change. I can stop being overwhelmed at my life. I can stop using my finances as an excuse. I can stop blaming my lack of moving forward in my spiritual life on the toxic people that are around me. Whatever it is, you can stop it today. You have to just see Jesus knocking on your door and let him in. Let him bring that transformative voice into your life. So again, I know I probably sound like a broken record, but who are you becoming? In this process of life, we're all becoming someone. And I hope you're becoming who you really are. That's actually what this podcast is all about. The art of being you. It takes practice. It takes time being wielded into something that works in your favor. It takes patience, but it will happen for you. If you stick to it, you make those choices and you pay attention to who you're becoming. So that's what's on my heart for you today. Thank you for listening. I'm praying for you. And if you listen to this and you're thinking, man, I need to reach out and say something or, um, you know, ask for prayer, please do so. You can connect with me on Facebook. My name is simply Rachel Wartman on Facebook and on Instagram as well. You can find me at, at Rachel Wartman on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter cause I moved past that a while back and I'm not on Snapchat cause honestly, I don't like to occasionally see naked people all around the feed. I just think Snapchat needs a revival. Don't you? So not on Snapchat, but I am on Instagram and I am on Facebook and I would love to connect with you there. And so listen, I'm praying for you and I'm thinking about you and thank you so much for listening until next time. So you've just listened to the art of being you with Rachel Wartman. I hope you enjoyed this episode of my podcast and listen, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and rate or review this podcast on wherever you're listening from. Also share it with a friend, help me get the word out. Until next time, be blessed.